Okay, William, ever since I moved back in, there's been this unspoken tension between us. Mm, all the looks, the sighs, the mysterious tax in my bed. What are you trying to say? Obviously what the tax couldn't. Lynn, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. What? Don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. What? Every goodbye ain't necessarily gone, but this one is. What? I... Look, woman, that's all I got. You got to get the hell up out of here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So how's how's your day been, Nettie? This is my host, Nettie, Nettie Smith, and I'm Etsy Rowe. I'm here. Yes, I'm Nettie Smith. I bet people are like, dang, Nettie ain't on today. She must be sick or something. <laughs> what the fuck did I have? What Nettie at? I'm here. I just wanted to see what Etsy had as far as the coming off the top of the dome with the intro. Today's episode's called... You ain't gotta go home, but you know the rest. Okay. Uh, season four, episode three, and I'm doing great, Etsy. I'm mm-hmm. doing good. You know, I just came back from Florida, you know, where it's uh, the weather's a little better than this. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was good. Hanging out with family, spending time. What have you been up to? You know, your girl been chilling, being a bad bitch, eating bad. good like a bitch should. You know. Mm-hmm gotta keep it up you know it's a it's a lifestyle that we have to maintenance every every few days you have to keep it you can't go down a level you gotta only go up from here you gotta keep that same energy mm-hmm. so uh today's episode original air date 10 6 2003 written by norman vance jr i know we usually talk but we're gonna get right into this episode right now so we're gonna start with the cold open we open up at Joan's house. She's looking for some pots and pans. Mm-hmm. And she wants to bake a cake, but she can't find her nonstick sunflower cake pan. Mm. Her hair looks gross, by the way. <laughs> Here's her explaining what the pan is. I wanted to bake a cake, but I can't find my nonstick sunflower cake pan. Now, I thought that I put it with my nonstick fluted cake pans, but then I remembered seeing it with my eight inch dough maker pie pans. Now, that doesn't make any sense. Seeing as that I would never, ever put my cake pans with my pie pans or my nonstick pans with stick pans. <laughs> Tony, I wouldn't do it. Tony comes in and talks about the importance of keeping your house in order. That was the subject of Tony's internet Bible study that morning, which is, it's cool. She's still doing the religious thing. We haven't much heard about her being religious. Mm-hmm. After little Tony, was it little Tony? Oh, little girl. No, the little the little thing she used to carry around. No, little Jesus, little Jesus, little Jesus, little Jesus on a keychain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once he she lost little Jesus, it was a wrap. I ain't heard nothing about her going to church or being religious at all. But like most religious people, she moves in silence. But Joan agrees that her house is a mess, and apparently Tony didn't mean her literal house. She meant Joan's raggedy love life. Isn't that rich? Mm, not you, Tony. But your nigga is broke. You got a dude living in your house. Mm-hmm. A broke dude. Who lied and made it seem like he had bread. Yeah, just so to you trap you. raggedy too. Your finance is kind of raggedy as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Joan says she's committed to Ellis. 
And Tony says, if I can help you with this kitchen and get your house in order, will you wash one of those men out of your hair? And you might find one of those cake pans in there. And then we get our intro. I don't really like that cold open. I'm just going to say it. It was kind of... It was a bit long and excessive. I didn't I didn't like it either. It wasn't giving. Like, it didn't go... There was no gotcha or any funny moment that made you go, ha! You know? Mm-mm. They try to do it with the whole hair thing, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, her explaining the pan, like what kind of pan she needed, it was elaborate, but I don't know. So it's Skia next. Everyone's eating. Everyone looks great. And Maya mentions that she dropped off Jabari to Darnell and got a wax and a smile. She waxing because Tony brother coming through, knocking the boots. She said she waxing for Antoine and Tony's like, Antoine who? Because she know it ain't her brother. It damn well ain't her brother. Yes, it is. But it is. (laughs) He's flying in from Boston and uh, he said he needed a break from his residency and he wanted to see him some Maya. And Tony looks disgusted. And uh, Maya asked Tony a really weird question. She said she got to buy some condoms. And would you say that Antoine was so... Mustard. Mm. I'll catch it. <laughs> she asked this question. She directs it to, to Tony, doesn't she? Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's disgusting. The ketchup, which is the, the that 57 ketchup bottle. Mm-hmm. Lynn goes, damn, I miss ketchup. Oh. I'm sure you do, Lynn. Damn. Mm-hmm. That should have been the cold open. That actually would have been a good one. Mm-hmm. You know what? We should have wrote this shit. That's actually really good. Okay. We could have ended on that, went right into the theme song. But uh, next, we're at William's house. It's good to see him at his house. We haven't seen his house in a while. And Lynn is still his roommate, of course, because her and Savad broke up previous episode. So she is back to living with William. And William doesn't look pleased to see her. Apparently, he even put tax in her bed. Now that's... Damn. You need to really move out for your safety at that point. The fuck? tax. Jesus. William's fed up. He says, Lynn, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. He said, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Good Lord Lord split split you. I ain't heard that in a minute. That's when we realize Lynn has to find somewhere else to stay. She can't stay with William no more, which is like she was just there not too long ago. She can't go back. I mean, I get it. You don't want somebody in your house like like that but he acting brand new because what's wrong why she can't come back yeah especially i mean unless she told you she ain't finna pay rent but beforehand you were like you can stay however long you want and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's a problem mm-hmm. savada messed her up out of a, a good place to stay she can't even go back so yeah now you don't got a place to stay you let that nigga yeah. talk your ass out of moving out of a fucking mansion bitch Oof. well that's life. So she got to find somewhere to stay. And then next, we see Maya's house. We haven't seen it in a while, I don't think. But it's a very interesting scene that may need a little explanation. What happens here? Maya and oh boy, they're about to get the... They're about to knock the boots. There's a new actor playing Antoine. Yeah, oh boy. They got a new nigga. Not oh boy from um from the last time from Tony's wedding. It's a new guy. Y'all know who he is. All everybody in Black Hollywood know who this actor is. I don't know his name name, but y'all know who he is. <laughs> what show is he from? Um Family Matters. Yes, he plays yes. Eddie Winslow. This is Darius McCrary. Um 
I don't know. I mean, obviously, if you can't get the original guy, you can't get him. But I don't like when they switch people out like that. I hate that. <laughs> you ever watch uh, soap operas ever in your life? Because mm-hmm. they go on for so long. They be switching niggas out. Yeah, but they used to do this thing. See, I used to watch soap operas when I was real little, like elementary school, because my babysitter did. And there would be times where the main actor that particular day just couldn't make it that day. Either they were sick or other obligation or something like that. And they would replace the actor that day. And then the next day they would be back. Oh, no, they can't do that back and forth. That's terrible. That's what they would do. Because, I mean, if you work on a soap opera, it's every day. Yeah. It's five days a week. So eventually somebody going to get sick or your child is sick and you got to take care of your child. So they have an understudy that comes in and they'll say over like the intro, they'll be like, today, the person playing so-and-so is played by blah, blah, blah. Wow. And then it's like, you got to think of the story, but you got to replace in your mind. That's the actor for this, for today, for today's episode. And then, like, sometimes it's for a couple episodes and then they come back. But eventually the original actor comes back from their sickness or whatever they were doing. And it's just confusing. And it, it takes away the flow, too. So mm. maybe they shouldn't have wrote this scene or whatever. But if you can't get the original guy, don't play with us. We just saw him at the wedding. <laughs> this episode kind of centers around him a bit. So it's either they would have to rewrite maya's portion or just like not include him in it at all like just not I would talk think about they it would just don't include him at all write something else <laughs> you got f- four seasons worth of personalities you got maya who could be with she's single she could be with anybody right now she could start yeah. a new relationship it don't got to be with this guy that's tony's brother from a wedding that happened last season yeah, I was thinking, like, why did he get so much camera time? Is it because he had just... Did he just come off Family Matters? No, it ended a few years nah. prior. Okay, so it's it's not that. It's not Cloud. He was probably friends with somebody on set who won. He was like, oh, I like that show. I want to be on it. And plus, all the other Family Matters people were on it. Peaches and... Laura. Cecily. I think we got one more coming. One more Family Matters actor that's going to be on later. Mm. But... He comes in and they have some time together. Maya's all dressed up in lingerie. They start making out. She says, Dr. Childs, what part of L.A. would you like to see first? And he goes, how about your bedroom? She's like, well, that's going to be a short trip because we're in it, Mm -hmm. which is sad. I mean, I guess you got to do what you got to do. And that's the end of the scene. So back at Skia, William and Lynn are interviewing roommates for her. Because uh, she says you can never be careful. There's a lot of weirdos out there. And the first person is a lady named Vivian Nelson. She's a school teacher, 35, loves pets. She sounds stable. But when she shows up, she's an older white lady. What does that tell you? Um, What we already know, that white bitches age in dog years. Well, that, but nah, it's a no. I would be like, oh, you white? You white and older? No, we're not doing this roommate shit. Oh, <laughs> well, that too. I ain't living with no Karen. <laughs> I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to living, I don't know how you girls, you, when you go to these predominantly white institutions and then y'all have white um, roommates, tap in. Let us know your experience. Well, I've had white roommates. You don't get to choose a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, when I lived in the dorms, you just put your name on a list. They kind of like, I mean, some schools do the whole answer some questions and we'll pair you up. But sometimes it's just random and you just get white roommates. And I've had, I've had some horror stories. Horror. Oh, 
I ain't gonna go into it because I don't want no PTSD popping up. But yo, yeah. So I'm I'm basically saying, Lynn, you see who she is, you see her. Based off of that, she's giving big caring energy. Just say, oh, sorry, um, it's been filled. We forgot to tell you, lost your number. Sorry. Yeah, you can say they lost the number. Yeah, in 2004. Yeah. There's no Facebook, so I can't really get to you that way either. So, but William just tells the lady that um, Lynn is the Antichrist, and the woman runs. That works too. But William said that because he um he didn't like what she was wearing, and he's trying to find the best roommate for his ex roommate. Okay. Very curious, William. Why he care so much? I thought he was a caring friend. I don't believe him. He cared way too much. But you know they were best friends, right? They were. Wouldn't you care about who your friend is um, living with? You would, but I don't know. It's something about the way he's going about it. It just gives me, like, sabotage vibes. Mm. Well, he did tell old girl that uh, Lynn was the Antichrist. But next, we're back at Joan's house, and there are yellow post-it notes everywhere. Tony put them there, and she says, uh, I'm, putting the, I'm putting them on everything that needs to be taken out of the house. I'm hoping you purge, Joan. Anything tagged in yellow goes, anything tagged in green stays. Okay, but I I don't see any green. Girl, you funny. <laughs> okay, Tony, shouldn't you be getting your house in order? This is a, a part of what I don't like about this episode. There's a few writing things, writing choices, where I'm like, did this person not know? I'm sorry, Norman, if you're listening. I'm sure you're not. But there's a lot of non-continuity things that... If you wrote this, it seems like he didn't watch any previous episodes. He just wrote this in a in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you t- you tell niggas to um to change their living situations or change their lives when that could easily apply to the character that's saying it. And we all know it because we we watching this every week. But someone that's writing for this show should know it as well. Mm-hmm. So Tony puts a post it on Joan's fertility statues. Have you heard of fertility statues? No. <laughs> Why are you looking? <laughs> you got close to the camera like you're about to drop a bomb. I was like, oh shit. No, I never heard no motherfucking fertility statues. Well, it's supposed to make Joan super fertile. Joan, didn't you say you want a um, husband? I mean, it's fine if you don't, but like, isn't that what she said you first? You gotta find somebody to put the baby in you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, or you just trying to fuck some nigga and then get pregnant and then you'll do whatever since you got bread. I mean, that can work too, but I'm just asking. So you're saying she should, instead of having fertility statues, she should have a, I need to find a man statue? I, I mean, isn't she only like 30? I think you'll be fine, baby girl. Like, <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, you can never be so sure it's it's doing <laughs> i don't know how that works but good on you if you know something if y'all hey fertility statue twitter tap in tap in let us know if these are real and if they really work or do you believe in like spells and stuff like that like working like a statue can provide that kind of thing for you i i do believe in in some spells i do believe juju i do believe it i do i do juju. Yeah, I don't believe in none of that shit, but because um, I was about to tell you, do a spell, do a spell for me, like a gut spell. But I mean, you, you got to go to the witch doctor for that. Oh, OK. OK. So there's a special place you got to go. Have, have you ever had a spell, a good spell put on you or a bad spell and it worked? 
You saw it work? I don't even like messing around with that shit. Because, you know, it's like dealing with other things that I'm not super, super familiar with. I just don't even like messing around with it. Like good, bad, middle, top, bottom, left, right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't say if there's a money spell, let's go. Like what? what? That's what I'm saying. To gain money. You know, some people say, oh, well, if you do the money spell, then someone else in your family is gonna get really broke you know they say there's always like Mm, a different there's a trade-off yeah yeah like a trade-off so that's what the girls say i don't know if i believe it or not but yeah (laughs) well joan believes it and so tony puts a post-it note on it and one on joan's forehead and tells her to get out of this house maybe she should put some post-it notes on uh on her husband yeah put some post-it notes on that nigga after he done trapped you into marriage, bitch, put some post-it notes on him. Todd. Yeah, why you put why you tell an old girl to get out of her own house? Maybe you should have the post-it note on your forehead and get out of her house. Mm-hmm. So back at Maya's, Antoine wakes Maya up. They've been doing it for three days. Probably smells stank up enough. That's a lot of fucking. No Maya got a job. That's, I mean it's the weekend. So Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because she dropped Jabari off. She True. dropped Jabari off to Darnell. And Antoine flew in for the weekend. She's tired, but he wakes her up with this amazing breakfast. What's this? Breakfast. Grits, scrambled eggs, fried green tomatoes, and my mama's famous biscuits. Mm. I may have issues with your mama, but I'm all about these biscuits. Mm. I like everything he named, except for the fried green tomatoes. I actually have half fried green tomatoes before. They're terrible. Oh, they're not good. Okay, I was about to say, they don't don't sound that bad, but okay. Well, I was younger, so maybe my my taste buds have changed. I was maybe like six or seven when I last had them. Mm. They're like a southern staple along with like biscuits and gravy. I don't like biscuits and gravy either because it makes the bread too wet. You got to you got to put just the right amount. Don't dip it in no dip. Yeah. Mm. I don't like soggy bread. That's where you lose me. But anyway, he makes this wonderful breakfast. So she gets up and starts to eat and Antoine decides to start planning the day. He says we should go to Venice, take some bikes up to the boardwalk. And she's like, well, I thought uh, once I finish eating, you could uh, paint Jabari's room real quick and I could take you to the airport. That's it for us. She's just trying to keep things fun. No strings attached and all. Yeah, she's just coming out of a divorce. Antoine, you finna be in, you're in medical school. It's like... And you live in Boston. Yeah, you live in Boston. Just you being in medical school, period. And then you actually living in a whole different state in 2004. Boy. But uh, Antoine informs her, don't worry, I changed my flight. She's like, wait, you mean you upgraded from coach? (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) Uh, He says, no, uh, as in I'm not going back to Boston. He wants to stay there with Maya. Now, this is, ladies and gentlemen, people, we have a stage five clinger, a stage five clinger. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't so sure that he had a place in Boston, I would say he was a homosexual one on one. Oh, yeah, but he but he has like, his place. So, yeah, it's not that. So, yeah, he's just clingy. We find out why later. I have a good um, idea of what's going on as we get later into the episode. But 
he wants to stay with Maya, even though you've never met her son. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you can force yourself or try to like strong arm yourself into somebody's crib when they got kids. That's very weird to me. Yeah. And there's only one room. You gonna you gonna live in a living room with her? Nigga, she said that she's staying, she's sleeping in the living room because she ain't trying to pay for an extra room. So where the <laughs> fuck you gonna be at? With the baby and the fucking, um, in his room? <laughs> oh, man, but he's like, I had so much fun during the weekend and he hasn't had that much fun in the last six years when he was buried in medical books, exams, and cadavers. And he forgot what it's like to live. So I'm thinking, okay, so this is a symptom of I've been studying forever. And the first girl that gives me any excitement, I just want to be with her forever. Pretty much. You heard it here, folks. He says, I love you, Maya. And she says, Antoine, I don't love you. Okay. And I'm not saying that that it could never get there. But but I think the the L word kind of confuses things. You know, I mean, let's just, let's just be together when we're together. No strings, no catches, just friends who do the do and then go the go. (laughs) And I love that she didn't beat around the bush. She said straight up, I don't love you. Period. He looks kind of, kind of put off and he says, all right, I'm going to go take a shower. Maya says, before you paint Jabari's room, whatever, as long as it gets done. (laughs) And she goes back to eating her breakfast this nigga locks himself in the motherfucking bathroom. He starts, what song he starts singing? We are moving on yeah. up? No. A change gonna come? One of them black no. songs. What song he starts singing? <laughs> what song he starts singing? He starts singing, and I'm telling you, I'm not going from Dream Girls. Yes, yes. Why did I think it was a change going <laughs> Yo, I'm done. Okay. What would you have done in this situation if you were Maya? I mean, there's no malice. He's not hurting you, so I don't want to call the cops. But um, you got to get the fuck out, nigga. You have to get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, that ain't going to work. Maya, Maya can't get him out. He locked the door. So I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to finish my food out on the porch. You ain't ruining my breakfast. Yeah, that breakfast look good. But um, he has to go. What's she going to do to get him out? Calling her friends was a good thing. Tell him that you call in the cops. Tell him that the cops are coming. Mm, but he did He did say he ain't care. Oh, well, then you got to get the fuck out for real, for real. Then I'm going to have to call law enforcement for real, for real. What you mean? <laughs> my baby coming home. You got to go. The fuck? Be like, yo, my ex-husband's on the way. Well, that too. that could work? Possibly. My ex-husband's on the way. Um, my kid is coming back. We got to get ready for the week. You got to go. Period. Mm. But he's professing his love. He is not coming out of the bathroom until Maya says she loves him back. But Maya ain't caving. So he keeps singing. I don't know what Maya does to these dudes to get, get them singing like this. Mm-hmm. He be singing, child. He sound good. Because Stan, Stan was singing You Light Up My Life. And now this boy is singing. He doing runs. He, the, I love the way he's finishing his phrases. We know Darius sings. We've seen him sing on Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he wasn't as good on Family Matters as he sounds here. So he's obviously grown as a singer. But it's really good. He sounds kind of like Johnny Gill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he's like, Maya, all you got to do is say those three magic words and I'll come out. 
And she said, how about I dial those three magic numbers, 911, and have the police drag your ass down the county? Period. And he says, I don't care. Call the police. I don't care about anything. I don't care about Boston or being a surgeon. All I care about is being with you. And that's when I realized he has PTSD. Mm -hmm. Brought on by the stress and pressure of being in that career. Mm -hmm. Being a doctor can be depressing. I don't know how they do it. It can. You'd also give a lot of them like God complexes. Have you seen that TikTok where the lady is like, she's a divorce lawyer and she's saying top five professions of guys women shouldn't marry? No, what are they? So she give says, she says cops. She says oh, yeah. firefighters. Okay. She says, she says doctors, specifically like surgeons. Um, I forgot the other two, but yeah. Shout out to her. Professional athletes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Was it athletes? It might have been. But I think I think she stayed away from like celebrity stuff. So like no one that can be really like famous. So like obviously athletes and rappers. I mean, if you don't you don't need a um you don't need a divorce lawyer to tell you <laughs> to tell yeah. you that. I mean, the sky is blue, right? So <laughs> So, yeah. Dogs pee on brick walls. Right. <laughs> but Maya decides to leave. And she said, you better be out of the bathroom by the time I come home. He yells, I love you, Maya. She goes, up yours, you freak. <laughs> and she heads out. That that sounds like a classic white people comeback. <laughs> up yours. Where did they get that from? Uh, up yours. Uh, up yours, you freak. <laughs> Take a load of this guy. <laughs> Get a load of this. What's another one? Pal, buddy. Buddy, pal. Uh, what's another one that they do? No shit. Oh, come on. Look at this bozo. <laughs> so we're back at Skia. Do you remember this scene where Lynn and some lady are at a table and they're holding hands? Very weird. I don't know why. That was weird. And at first I didn't think it was any of the characters we know because they start at the hands and they zoom out. And I'm like, dang, Lynn? Like, who's hands going on here? So apparently Lynn has this roommate that she interviewed and she loves this roommate because they get along well. And the girl is a writer and Lynn's a filmmaker. And so she's like, we would be the best roommates. And we can hold hands and shit. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But William comes up to the table and he sees this and he immediately goes, oh, no, you won't do. Good day. Mm? And I'm like, OK, so now I see he's trying to put salt in Lynn's game. He told a lady she got excessive um, facial, facial hair. hair. Mm. Did you did you notice? No. Did she? <laughs> it was a little much. A little Chewbacca? I mean, Shorty has some some sideburns. Mm, okay. But it wasn't here. It was all it was a lot. It was in on the, the sides. sides. Mm. So I noticed that before he even said anything. Mm. But Chewbacca? That's a little much, William. Mm-hmm. But he told her he she need to get back to the carnival. And the lady feels insulted as she should and she leaves. So apparently he's been doing this because he wants Lynn to have a hot roommate. No uglies. The misogyny is steaming off this guy. Why does Ru- really need a hot roommate? Like, she's not fucking her. 
no, 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 no. He wants to be able to meet this girl and be with her. He basically is, wants her to pick hot women for her to live with so that he can date the girls. William, if you don't sit your ass down, nigga. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm done. So we're back at Maya's and she brought reinforcements. She brings Joan. She brings Tony. She brings Tony's rogue husband, the white boy. And um, they all trying to get him out of the the bathroom. Yeah. So do you think it's weird that she brought Todd, that Todd came along? I thought him and Tony weren't on good terms. I think Todd, she asked him to come along because um, they both doctors or he's about to be a doctor and Todd is a doctor. So he's like, you know, I would I would think that. But at this point, we don't know why this dude is in the, the bathroom. We don't know it's about dr ps ptsd yet so for her to be like hey let's bring todd how would you know to bring him if you don't even know what the problem is yet what i thought was you know maya told tony and and joan and then tony told todd and then todd was probably like "Hmm, i kind of been through that too you know i should come i think i can be of help maybe that's my backstory in my head okay that sounds like it could have possibly been a thing. Yeah. But uh, he won't come out of there. And at first, the first person to go and try is Tony. She knocks on the door and tries her luck and says, Twan, Twan, it's, it's me, Nettie. I was like, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> Nettie. Why Why they call her Nettie? Antoinette. Antoinette. Oh, I forgot. Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nettie can also yep. be a thing. So, uh, she begs him to come out of the bathroom. Look, I'm going to tell Mama. And when she finds out that you gave up on being a surgeon to live in a South Central bathroom with Maya? Oh, honey. AA, AAA, YMCA, none of them A's are going to stop her from hitting the sauce. And this dude is starting a record scratch. He's rapping. It's a whole concert. He is not coming out of there. So next at William's house, Lynn brings in her new roommate. I forgot who this girl is. Super beautiful girl. You knew her? You didn't recognize her face? I did not at all recognize this woman. Oh, I think she's like a video girl or something. Oh, girl. You you know. Are they famous, though? Back in the day, the girls had some pull. If you was really big. Did did people really know their names, though? It was like, oh, that's a big pimpin' shoddy. I don't know your name. Melissa Ford. Buffy the Body. Um, it was a few. It was a few. Like two, three. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I recognize this girl. How would we know a video vixen's name? That's what I was saying. Some of them got clout, like Buffy the Body. They got lit. They got really popular where they were being specially requested because if you had this person in your video, that means you got enough money to afford that person because that person is the top person, the top video bitch or whatever the fuck Mm. that's what that's what that's what it was yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) i just uh i i didn't know okay well maybe this girl was it i mean it's early 2000 maybe she was like a uh someone from the videos yeah that's what she that's what she's giving me some type of video slash actress girl her face is so recognizable i can't place it but i know i've seen her in some shit yeah, if y'all know her, just go ahead and tag us in something so we can see. But I didn't find anything right off. But sure. 
you know, she's somebody. We're all somebody. <laughs> so Lynn brings the girl around and says, yeah, I found a roommate, but our apartment's not ready yet. It's going to be a couple weeks. Is it okay if we stay here until our apartment gets ready? And he's like, of course, stay as long as you like. Me casa is su casa. That includes me bedroom, me bed, and me blankie. <laughs> and he's touching all up on his girl. Like, he's kissing her hand. He's excessively hugging her. It's really a lot. He put, like, his whole crotch on her. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Lynn thanks William, and the girl smacks William's butt and says, in a more masculine tone, Thanks for the room, dog. I'm going to get that now. <laughs> thanks for the room, dog. I'm going to go get that nap. Mm. Was it even her? That, that was another voice that I was thinking, over, I was right? going to say, I don't know if she mouthed it along with somebody, and it was put in later, or I don't think it was her. Yeah, or maybe somebody off camera was saying it. She just mouthed it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, this is an early 2000s trope of like making fun of trans people. The audience goes crazy over this. Mm-hmm. And the the girl goes up the stairs and Lynn says, um, so when should I tell him you're good in bed? And that's when William looks very perturbed. Perturbed? Is that a white word? Yeah, it's it's, it's a little Caucasian. Yeah, definitely. He looks embarrassed. He looked crunchy. He def he's definitely looking a bit um surprised. He got got. Oh, he, he has definitely. that I got got face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back at Maya's place, they're still trying to get this dude out the bathroom. It's not working. Maya said Jabari's gonna be coming back tomorrow. He's gonna have to take a bath. And Tony once again threatens to call mama. And he says, Call her and tell her I hate her. And Tony says, Well, oh, he's not completely crazy. But he's crazy in love with Maya. So Joan tries her luck. And she says... Listen, I think you're right. I think Maya does love you. And, and in a we-are-the-world-ish kind of way. So I think you should, you know, come out here. We can all link hands and sing a few bars at that. And he's like, nah. You know what else I hate? Baked beans, tapioca on Wednesdays. People with little veins? Jesus Christ. I bet all doctors feel like that. Mm. He said sick people smell. They're stink. <gasps> he tried it. <laughs> Why you said it like that for? Sick people stink. That's what he said. He's a doctor. He knows. Shouldn't we trust his judgment? Child. But that's when when he but when Todd hears that, he's like, oh shit. Huh. That sounds familiar. Todd's like, oh, let, let me try my luck. So he gets up to the door and well, first off, he talks about the tapioca on his, at his hospital. It was Tuesdays and Thursdays. But he also starts talking with a black scent. It's like, yo, brother-in-law, brother-in-law, what's up, brother-in-law? I'm like, fuck you, Todd. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> Shouldn't you be out making money somewhere? Paying off Why your debt? Why are you here? Yeah. But Tony calls Todd a dummy for that. And he goes, yo, brother-in-law, she called me a dummy. I guess all those years at medical school didn't teach me anything. You know, us doctors, we don't know nothing. I told them she didn't need surgery. But they don't listen to the dumb resident. They say, you a surgeon, boy? Get in there, cut, cut, cut. She almost died, man. And I kind of felt bad for him here. Did you feel bad? No. But I... Why? I, 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 <laughs> It just wasn't given that that heart wrenching um, vibe that they wanted it to give. But I did feel what he was saying, though. Yeah, 
I ain't really feel bad though. Dang, you don't got no heart or nothing. <laughs> it is. She almost died, Essie. She alive? She almost died. Yeah, she alive, right? Well, yeah, but yeah, but still, <laughs> it's traumatizing to see a patient almost die. It is traumatizing. It is. Now that you put it that way, yeah. especially when you told the people she ain't need the surgery and they ain't listen to you. Yeah, but that means she did need the surgery, right? No, nah, she almost died in the middle of the surgery. Oh, that's what he was saying. Okay, that's what I was they like. They gave the surgery anyway because they didn't believe him because he's a dumb resident. I see. Oh, okay. As they say. That changes my perspective a little bit. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's fucked up. Anyway, continue. Um, so Todd says, listen, you got to hang in there. All the residents go through it. But you can't break down and drop out the game because that that means they win. And then we hear the latch opening and he's about to come out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And Todd's like, you could do it, brother-in-law. I'm standing right out here for you. And Joe's like, why he keeps saying brother-in-law? And Tony's like, yo, I got him watching Soul Food. <laughs> How? Y'all don't even live together. Y'all don't live together. We know this. Who wrote this? Mm. There's no continuity. And they're on bad terms. Well, that doesn't mean that she can't have him on the show. She can't have him hooked on a show. I can refer you a show. I'm just trying to, you know, work with the writers here. <laughs> the writer. Writer. Mr. Norman, Norman, Norman Vance Jr. I don't know. I just don't like how it's written to where it, it literally looks like Todd and Tony are on good terms. Mm-hmm. And there's a few other things that come later on where I'm like, nah, whoever wrote this didn't watch the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about soul food and Antoine comes out and he feels offended that they don't care. They're just talking about soul food. So he goes back into the bathroom. Ugh, it was so close. Almost had him. But then Todd tries some reverse psychology. Okay, fine. Well, maybe you should just stay in the bathroom. I mean, the only reason you got into medical school was because of affirmative action. What? Yeah, I mean... Everybody knows black people aren't smart enough to be doctors. Oh, oh, hell no! Oh, oh, God! But that's the kind of thing where if you're gonna do that in a room full of black people, let somebody know first. Give a whisper. Yeah. Like, don't just go off saying shit like that. Like, because that just sounds like you just brought the racism out out of nowhere. Yeah. Is that how you really feel? At least tell us what your plans are. Exactly. Oh, that's how he really feels. Mm. He's a doctor. He knows. He sees all that stuff. And he's white. Mm-hmm. They talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once he gets uh, unstrangled, oh, Antoine gives him a hug. And Tony tells Todd, that was brave, baby. Stupid, but brave. And they hug it out, too, because she's checking his neck to make sure there's no red marks and that he's okay. I'm like, I thought when y'all got on good terms. Mm-hmm. Why are you calling them baby? So I said, I guess. What is this? Mm-hmm. They, maybe they made up off camera. Nah, because we're going to get back to their situation. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it ain't over. <laughs> so Antoine apologizes to everyone and he says, Maya, I want to say, he says, I still love you. And he dashes back in the bathroom again. And he sings, he's continuing to sing. I don't know if he's singing the same song, but that's it. And the final, final scene, Tony's still living at Jones. She's still there. And she says, Tony, you're going to be so proud of me. I cleaned out the garage. And she was boxing up the singles and she realized she didn't want to be single. Jones says, you know, I realized I have a good man and I'm going to keep him. 
I'm staying with Ellis. Good for you. Good for you, Joan. And Tony says, are you sure you want to stay with Ellis? And she says, just like my home, I'm very clear. And she's like, okay, cool. Looks like you have the cleanest house on the block. And Joan's like, did you say Brock? And she starts to cry and says, oh my God, I still love him. She loves Brock. Hmm. That was a bad ending too. I didn't like that. You know what? I'm just going to say it because I want to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't feeling the ending or the, the cold open of this episode. Oh boy. I don't know. Has he written for the show before? He should. Yeah, he's he's been on before. Hmm. I just, I've never noticed to point out your episodes previously, but this one, bad start, bad ending. <laughs> just wasn't giving. Wasn't given. Hmm. But that's the end of the episode. And now is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. Etsy, do you have an oh hell yes moment? Yes, I do. My oh hell yes moment is Maya telling, oh boy, I don't love you. You were just a weekend thing. <laughs> you ever had a, a, a stage five clinger? Let me think. I don't know. I don't want to call it stage five. Maybe a stage 3.5. Almost. Because okay. I don't even believe in niggas coming to my crib and making themselves like comfortable. Like, ugh. Mm. But even so, you ever like, you know, they might call you a lot. They may like just spend one day with you and they're like, you know, there's something there. We got something. Mm. And it's only been like a day. Mm-hmm. They don't even know your last name. Mm-hmm. Love bombing. Mm. It's suffocating. It really is. So my oh hell yes moment is pretty simple. It's pretty quick. Some would call it a throwaway line, but Joan says to Maya, what have you done to that to that dude? What have you done to him? And Maya says, girl, I can't help it if my love is like, what? Hey, shout out to the other Maya. My love is like, oh, yeah, I didn't even get the Maya connection. I mean, I knew the song, but I didn't Maya, think, Maya. oh, her name's Maya and her name's Maya. Yeah. Poetic justice. My love is like, whoa, whoa. my body's like, whoa, my, my kiss is like, whoa. I love it. Top 10. I don't top know if five. I've ever seen her dance that hard before. I love it. I love it. Maya is so underrated. Let's give her her flowers. Give it up for Maya, y'all. Maya Marie Harrison. <laughs> not this Maya, not Maya Wilkes. I mean, her too, but we're talking about another Maya. Um, that's the end of the episode. And next week, the episode is called Hopelessly Devoted to Two. So hopefully, I don't know the synopsis for this one, but I think that Jonah's going to have to choose between Ellis and Brock. Like, finally. Who do you think she's going to choose? Brock. You hope she chooses Brock. I hope she chooses Brock. Ellis, we've had enough of him. It's time for a new nigga. Let's get the rotation going. The hotation. The hotation. Let's get a hotation going. going. <laughs> Words of Issa Rae. Yeah. So, um, yeah, next week is that one. And make sure you go on to Spotify if you can and give us five stars and leave a review. I don't think we have very many on Spotify, but if you listen to it to us on there, you can... Uh, leave five stars for us mm-hmm. um because uh, not a lot of people listen on there so we gotta we gotta up the numbers on on spotify anything else etsy no thank you guys for listening and so uh join us next week when we cover hopelessly devoted to two have a good day have a good week guys <laughs>